each of you is on a is on a pilgrimage, and hopefully you're here because uh, you want to see God glorified in some part of the world. We're going to talk about mentoring. Uh, I'm not here to answer all of, the, all of your questions, but I'm here today to try to point you in the direction where you can find resources that can answer your questions. And some of those resources are live, and some of those resources are long dead, and some of them are inanimate. But all of them, I think, can uh, help you where you are. Very basic definition for mentoring. A relational experience in which one person empowers or helps another by sharing God-given resources. Okay? So um, I was thinking about this the other day as I was preparing, and it's really um, a little window into what agape love is all about, somebody doing all the giving, you know, and not expecting something in return. And that's really what um, love is all about. <clears throat> the verse that I'd like to keep in the back of our minds is uh, Psalm 84, uh, 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Each one of us is on a journey. Each one of us is searching in different ways. And each one of us has perhaps a next step. And maybe at the end of this session, you'll know what your next step is. And if that happens, then we will have been successful today. So today I want to tell some stories, talk about you know what we did in kindergarten, who, what, why, when, where, how, uh, be looking at a lot of that. Try to think, uh, just take a second off for a while, try to think of you when you were um, maybe 15, 20 years old. That's a stretch for a few of you. It's not too much of a stretch for most of you. Um, a lot more of a stretch for me, so don't feel bad about that. Um, think of back when you were 15 to 20, and who were significant people in your life when you were 15 years old? And when you were 20 years old and maybe 22 at graduating from college, who were people who um, invested in you, spent time with you? You may be starting with your, your parents, brother, sister, maybe an uncle. I had a very influential uncle in my life besides the others. Uh, what did they do for you? What did they give you? Was it inspiration? Was it a challenge? I grew up in a family where everyone had been lawyer, teacher, businessman. No one had ever been, uh, had done anything in science except one uncle. And he was a PhD in botany. And he was uh, working with plants. Uh, so I, I love plants. But every one of his gifts at a birthday or a Christmas had to do with science. Uh, back in my day, we had crystal sets, early, early, uh, late 40s, early 50s. That's the way we listened to the radio and had to scratch and find the one station that was available. And then he gave me another set, a shortwave radio. I had to put it together. So here's an uncle had me using my hands, and all of a sudden I took a, took a different turn from everyone else in my family and got interested in science and then eventually went into medicine. But... This is a very influential uncle. He didn't have to be like that, but he was, he was great. Mentoring usually involves a transfer. Could be a transfer of character qualities. You're a little hot-headed. Someone is with you at the right time and helps you to cool down when you need to cool down and step back and evaluate the situation. Um, values. Skills. Someone teaches you how to use your hands. Maybe it's to catch a football, catch a baseball, or maybe it's working with a person in surgery, something like that. Someone who identifies uh, resources or experience. And so we have, this, um, we have this transfer going on. Who are some great mentors that you can think of? They, you might have just identified some of the great ones. Uh, in your own reflection on your life, your background, uh, your family, or maybe uh, a coach you had might have been a mentor. Uh, 
maybe a coach that helped you think that you were somebody when you went into the sport thinking you were nobody. And you came out, you went in with no self-confidence and came out with a lot of confidence. And there was a mentor who was a coach who had a lot to say into your life now that you've grown up and you're an adult. Who were some of the great mentors from the past? I'm thinking Greece, Plato, Aristotle. They were all great teachers. And they passed on the knowledge that they had to others that they called their disciples or apprentices. Who were some of the great mentors in the Bible? Shout, shout them out. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that's the Sunday school answer. Then that's that's very good. He's the best of all. Paul. Who? Paul. Who, who mentored Paul? Jesus, in one sense, yeah, not not one on one, but yeah. Who was the man who mentored Paul? Well, he did, didn't he? Yeah, for that, that was for a brief period of time. Who spent more time with Paul in his early days? No one else would talk to Paul because they were scared of him. Barnabas, son of encouragement, is the one who uh, mentored Paul. Uh, who did Paul mentor? Timothy. And so you have this chain, you know, the Greek chain, and then you have the, you know, you have Jesus and the disciples. And then you have uh, Barnabas mentoring Paul, mentoring Timothy, and then Timothy working with the, with the church. So here are um, sort of the who and the who and what. Briefly, very briefly, uh, my story. I grew up in uh, southern New, New Jersey. Uh, parents took me to a very good Methodist church where I heard all about uh, Jesus need that just yet. We'll get back to that. Uh, told me about Jesus. Uh, that's where I became a Christian. And so I go off to a secular college and it was really rough. There were hardly any Christians at this college. And um, getting into my junior year and I get a, a letter. It didn't get emails in those days. Didn't have email in those days. And it was uh, one of my Sunday school teachers asking me if I wanted to take a trip with him <clears throat> between Christmas and New Year's and go to this place called Urbana, the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship um, uh, Urbana Missions Conference. And uh, I wasn't really interested in missions at that point, but I remember reading InterVarsity Christian Fellowship's magazine. It was called His back in the 60s when I was in college. And this His magazine had a lot of influence in my life because it gave me good reasons for what I believed. It was a very young Christians, and it was a fairly hostile atmosphere in that secular college. And so uh, some of the writers in uh, his magazine of those days were Paul Little and Arthur Glasser and Eric Fife, names that you might not know, but uh, these were some of my mentors in, in journals, in magazines of those, day, those days. And these guys were going to be speaking. So I went because there was this connection with people I had been reading with someone I could hear speaking. And I got to Urbana, and uh, Paul Stott was speaking, and he was excellent talking about, can still remember the texts, 2 Corinthians 3 to 6, day after day. And I went to a place where I thought people would be um, sort of rah-rah, pack your suitcase, go be a missionary. And there was really very little of that. What do you think the emphasis was? Knowing Jesus. Knowing what God had done for you. And that was exactly what happened, and that was the major influence on my life at that time, that I was overwhelmed. Here I'd been a Christian for maybe six years, but I was overwhelmed with what God had done for me. And my, my automatic response was, uh, what should I do? What should I do? Should I change my mind, um, get out of biology, and go into become a pastor or whatever? And that took some time to work through. But, uh, but this, was, this was my 20 or 21st year, and I'm reflecting on all the people who had influence on my life at that time, Sunday school teachers, vacation Bible school teachers, um, books that some of the people at church, like Pastor's Wife, had given me to read, and the influence that they had been on my life, uh, pastors, coaches, um, his magazine, 
here I was only 20 years old, and all of these people already got it used to make an influence on my life. And within probably five or six months of that Urbana conference, I'm thinking, wow, I think I, now I want to be a doctor and I want to be a missionary. And that happened because people invested in me as a shy little kid who didn't have a clue with what he wanted to do in his life. And that potential is there for each one of us. And um, going, to the, going to the bottom line of where we're going today, the challenge for you is if you would like a mentor, we want to put you in the direction where you can find one or several. Um, we're going to tell you how this conference and medicalmissions.com can be involved in that process. But also the challenge, do you need to be finding mentors for very specific areas of your life, which we'll get into in a few, in a few minutes, um, who are local, who are in your college or medical school or home church or uh, whatever you need in one of the areas that we're going to identify. So we need to talk about uh, the next thing we need to talk about is what am I – so what is mentoring? What am I talking about? Uh, that's when I'm – Sharing about this topic, that's one of the first questions. So what do you mean? Uh, do you mean a formal course? Do you mean a formal curriculum? And there are good mentoring programs that have a curriculum and they have deadlines uh, and they might go through biblical topics, might go through perspectives on the world Christian movement or the book uh, From Jerusalem to Irian Jaya. It may do any one of those things. But I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking more about uh, what you might call mentor light. Everything today is light. Uh, mentor light in which I'm talking more about building a relationship with someone with experience who has something to offer you. And that experience um, might start out with a lot of communication in the first couple months, first six months. And then um, you, might be, you might have passed a few milestones or uh, got over, over a few obstacles and you don't have any questions and then you forget about that person and then all of a sudden a year later something pops up and you remember the email address and you go back and get in touch with them and say, well, now, thanks for helping me to get in medical school. Now I'm looking at the next step residency and what should I do? I'm interested in this. I'm thinking about this part of the world. You know, you want to have someone that where a door is open, where you can go, where you can get, um, where you can get someone who can help you along. So how I've categorized this re – better get my act together here. Here we go. Right. Um, so I've determined uh, – described this as icing. And the mentoring that I'm talking about, that medicalmissions.com is talking about at this time, are, is a mentor that can provide you with information. You've got questions. What's a good medical school? Uh, what should I specialize in? Um, where can I go to get information on this part of the world, this people group, um, this residency? Communication, someone that you have access to that you can communicate with. And if a mentoring relationship uh, continues for a certain period of time, and most of them, most of them start with email, but uh, when I was involved with setting up a mentoring program a couple years ago, I found that for uh, maybe maybe five, ten percent of them, within a year, uh, a, a number of them had already gotten together just because of the way people travel. Uh, somebody's in Indianapolis is mentoring someone in Baltimore. They got a meeting in Baltimore. These two people get together for a meal, then they meet face to face, and then they deepen the relationship a little bit for further. Encouragement. If you're in medical school or in the medical profession, uh, you can probably look to some days, some weeks maybe when you're pretty discouraged. And uh, who, can, who can I turn to? Who can I talk about why I'm down now, what's going on, and uh, help to give me some inspiration at a time when I'm discouraged? Uh, inspiration. Uh, someone, you might be really down and someone says, here's a book you need to read. And it might be a very inspiring book about a medical missionary who lived 50 years ago who also had incredible um, obstacles to overcome at that time and how he did that. And then networking and guidance. 
the networking, I mean, you're here. You're at GMHC 2014. I couldn't think of a better place to network, to find mentors, to uh, meet other people with like-minded uh, goals, like-minded interests. You've got a lot of common ground. You've got a lot of common interests. And uh, even if you didn't meet a mentor, if you met someone your own age who has similar interests, that's an encouragement to you, and that's networking. And you're building um, <laughs> kind of like you're building an invisible portfolio of these uh, people or resources that can, that can guide you along the way, and then guidance. So what needs to be mentored? What are some uh, areas of your lives? I think I gave you all the answers a few minutes ago, so they're all, all up there. At least my answers. Last time I gave this talk, uh, the answers that you gave me for the whiteboard were much better than the ones that I thought of. So what are some areas? I, I assume you all want to be mentored or maybe you want to mentor, so that's great. What are the areas that you're looking for help in? Just call them out. Professional, Professional questions. Maybe about residency or should I do a dual doctorate or questions like that. Yeah, Professional. Good. Next steps. Yeah. Okay. Keep keep them coming. Uh, explain that just a little bit. Um, showing how to grow deeper in your relationship with Christ. Amen. Spiritual. How to grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus Christ. If we're not doing that, then we're not going to get to wherever we think we're going on the mission field. Excellent. Couldn't have said it better. Family and career balance. Family and career balance, yep. I think you've hit the top four. I mean, you guys are you guys are looking at my notes, so you're doing really good. What else? Um, biblical advice. Okay. Biblical advice, which at the same time would then build up your biblical knowledge as you deal with whatever issue is in your life uh, where you've been pointed to a certain portion of the Bible and then finding, yeah, I can get more help from the Bible, yeah. Lord, help me learn it better. Excellent. Some others that I identified um, <clears throat> had to do with leadership. And uh, David Stevens has written a great book on kind of like uh, what else you need, all the other things you needed to know before you became a medical missionary. And uh, at some point, most people deal with leadership issues. The fact that you're the leader that you thought you weren't or um, you're in a leadership position now, how do I really lead? So that's something to be keeping in the back of your mind throughout your whole training, uh, thinking about aspects of leader, uh, good, good leadership. Unfortunately, most people learn ways they don't want to be leaders by what they see in leaders. Uh, that's helpful too, but we like to have the, the good mentors or the good leaders that can teach us the positive lessons as well. Um, you know, when I talk with uh, college students now and ask, well, what, what are you studying? If they're at a Christian campus and they're interested in missions, I don't know, maybe a quarter of them are studying intercultural studies. I think that's one of the phenomenon of this generation, that there's so many uh, courses offered in, um, in cultural studies. And I think that's a, a great advance and that's a great way to uh, begin to deal with cultural differences before you get there. Learning about it up here and dealing with it with the rest of your body is another, is another matter when you actually get there but it's a very good start. Uh, worldview. What's a worldview? What's your worldview? In the next hour, I'm going to be co-leading a session about two worldviews, Buddhist worldview and Confucian worldview. What are their world worldviews? Well, what's yours? Uh, where do we come from? Where do we go when we die? What's the meaning of reality? How did the world get to be here? Very different answers, different parts of the world. And you want to begin to um, deal with things like that. Okay, now, this is good. This is sort of, uh, this question was sort of getting it out from you in a, in a proactive way. You know, what are the areas of our lives uh, that, we, um, that we want to be mentored in? There's another way to look at it, talk about, well, what are the obstacles? What are the obstacles we have to overcome? Someone mentioned family and parenting. Well, you're single, you want to get married, or you're married and your spouse doesn't want to go. I mean, 
or you're married and you have kids. Can anybody bring up kids in a third world? Is that possible? Do I really want to do that? Is that godly? You know, and so there, there are lots of different kinds of questions like that. But um, obstacles. Oh, I can't. I see if I'm on a long enough leash here to be able to come over. I think these are going to be made available sometime during this weekend. I got this from Will Rogers a couple months ago. Have you seen this? A missional life. It's really excellent. It's a fold-out. High school, undergrad, graduate residency, continuing education. And when you open it up, it just gives the gamut of the possible obstacles. It's scary, isn't it? Maybe maybe I shouldn't show you. But there are all the possible, possible, possible obstacles with lots of resources. And that's what I want to be going on for the next part of this talk, really. It's really a summary of what's on, of what's on here. So if you see these lying around, to take, take one or two if you can, get away with it. Okay, so what are some of the obstacles that people face? Money. Um, Having too much of it, not knowing what to do with it? <laughs> for some people, yeah. Not, that's not what we mean for most of us. Planning. Planning, which could be money again, financial planning. How do I plan long term? But also, how do I plan out my life if I'm in my early 20s and I maybe have 10 years to go before I even think of being a missionary? How do I plan out that time? Is that what you had in mind? What else do you, uh, yes? Safety. Safety. You mean am I safer in uh, running in Lupini Park in Bangkok than I am in running Central Park in New York? (laughs) Yeah, could be. By and large, many parts of the third world are safer than some of our cities right here. But but if you're not thinking about safety, your parents uh, and grandparents or depending how old you are, your children are worried about your safety. So that is a big issue, yeah. Okay. Um, These are some of the questions we get. So this is from experience. Uh, My wife and I are living in Bangkok right now. Uh, So if I fall asleep the next minutes, it's jet lag clicking in. Uh, I just flew from Bangkok on Tuesday night. And uh, my wife, Wani, and I went to Singapore a couple weeks ago, and they wanted us to be involved in a missions weekend and follow-up for uh, young Singaporean students. Well, they're not all students. They're young professionals. And all of them had been on a short-term trip or two. And of the maybe 16 that were there, uh, maybe 13 or 14 had already been to Thailand. So I was thrilled. We were thrilled uh, that so many were interested in going to Thailand. So we went around the table and uh, asked them why they were here and or why they were here and what was one obstacle in their lives. And one girl said, um, well, I don't really want to be a missionary. So we were trying to process that and say, well, why are you here? It's like, well, you know, I'm kind of scared. You know, I don't really want to be a missionary, but I have a feeling that God's saying that I should be. And then all of a sudden we feel like clapping because here's someone who attended out of obedience, even though her heart was kind of scared about doing this. And, uh, and on that long fold-out on the far right lower, there's fear. I think we all deal with fear at one juncture or another because it's a scary thing to, to do something totally countercultural, throw your financial system upside down to, you know, turn your back in a sense. You're not really turning your back on them, but, you know, leaving your family and uprooting and rerooting. It's crazy. I mean, missionaries are crazy people. So, you know, in a bad sense and a good sense. So uh, it's a scary process. Um, Okay, you didn't mention finding an agency, but many of you, when you get to that point, you'll be thinking, well, how am I going to go? Do I go alone? Do I go with an agency? How do I find an agency? And so these kinds of resources are at your fingertips. Okay, this is a a view of what I just held up for you. Um, Across the top, uh, financial planning, fundraising, marriage, singleness, parenting, fear, 
And then as you go farther down, uh, they're explaining some of that, and then they're giving key resources, which would be a book or a website or some other uh, group to, uh, to get in touch with. Family support, foundations, finding an organization, finding a mentor, and that's what today is all about, of course. <coughs> Any questions at this point? Just pause before we, yeah. Yes? Just out of curiosity, what uh, do you do in Bangkok? Uh, what do I do in Bangkok? Um, uh, my wife and I are actually living in the States now. Um, we uh, are back in Thailand for six months. For six months. She is actually uh, helping our field leadership in Thailand with special uh, projects. Um, uh, Multiple projects having to do with a field with a leader who just needs some who needs some help. And um, when we think about Thailand, we think of evangelizing Thai people and seeing new churches. But she's working with our Thai leader, who's working with our Thai home side, uh, who is mobilizing young Thai people to become missionaries. So she's like the right hand assistant uh, for these two men in 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 Bangkok. And just to follow up on that a little bit, it's very exciting that in a country where there's still less than 1% Christians, uh, those Christians are being challenged and mobilized by um, uh, Reverend Narin, the name of the guy who's the Thai homeside leader. Um, and he's going to be leading a, a missions conference in the beginning of December, anticipating a 1,000 Thai people to attend and have like a Thai Urbana. First time ever this will have happened in Thailand. So we're, we're just uh, being part of that. And uh, my role is medical missions advocate with OMF International. So I do a lot of email mentoring, and now I'm getting a little more personal than email mentoring with a group like you. So that's what we're doing there. I ran in Lupini Park on Sunday night. It was about 95 degrees and very humid. And I ran two nights ago here, and it was 40 degrees cooler. So uh, <laughs> living in two worlds is very exciting. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to share some books. Uh, we're moving to the resources side. And um, if you look at, for this talk later on, I'll have kind of a mini bibliography that will be part of the Word document, and I think it's on the end of the PowerPoint. And I have a more extensive bibliography for anyone who's interested, so feel free to get in touch with me. Um, many of you know Billy Graham. I don't know how, how many of you know that his father-in-law, uh, L. Nelson Bell, was a missionary surgeon in China, the east coast of China, back in the 20s and 30s, so almost 100 years ago. And so uh, he was called a Foreign Devil in China. That's a great book by John Pollock, who has also written uh, books about a lot of other uh, missionary heroes. Have you heard of Dr. Ida Scudder? Um, she was one of a, I don't know what, what to call them. Have you heard of the Scudder dynasty? John Scudder was her grandfather, and he went to India in the late, uh, in the late 18th century. And this man was the progenitor of uh, five generations five generations of missionaries who went, to, um, who went to India, over 40 missionaries from the Scudder family and over 1,100 years of missionary service. And Ida was one of them. And so her story is in this book. Uh, but she became the founder of Valore Christian Medical College in what used to be Madras, is now uh, Mumbai. And so this is, the, um, this is the biography by Dorothy Clark Wilson. Uh, Dorothy Clark Wilson wrote some great biographies. Another one was on Paul Brand. And that's a picture of Paul Brand right here about eight or nine years ago. Um, he passed away about four years ago. He was one of, my, uh, one of the heroes of my day. Uh, he revolutionized the understanding of what leprosy is all about through his uh, orthopedic surgery, tendon transfer, uh, rehabilitation of claw hand in India but also detailed some of the nature of what leprosy is all about. So um, I read this book back in the 60s before I went to the mission field, and uh, what an inspiration. He, he's a brilliant guy, very humble. Uh, Tom and Cynthia Hale have been to this conference many, many times. He's a surgeon. She's a pediatrician. 
Um, I met Cynthia at a, we're supported by a couple of common churches on the East Coast. And I saw her at one conference and Tom, and Tom wasn't there. This was in the early 90s. And, uh, and, and I said, uh, Cynthia, why, why isn't Tom here? And she said, he's home writing. I thought, you've got to be crazy. Why would a surgeon leave surgery? I mean, I, I was a surgeon at that point. Why would anybody ever leave surgery to write? And yet uh, what I found out later on from reading his books is that he's an excellent writer. You'll fall in love with his style and great descriptions in this little kingdom of Nepal. He's written four books that I know of. Uh, Don't Let the uh, Goats Eat the Loquat Trees on the Far Side of Lake Lake Mountain. That's the only one of his that I haven't read yet. Living Stones of the Himalayas, great. I mean, so I spent 20 years in uh, missionary surgery in Thailand. And to read his books shows that Thai and Nepali culture are very different, but there are many similarities to the challenges that we faced. And so even if you're not interested in Nepal, there's an awful lot to learn. And then uh, on being a missionary. We signed our lives away. Uh, this is a story of Evergreen, how a, um, how a family of someone who was killed in China in the 1930s was enabled to go back, be invited by a local provincial government to start up a ministry in the 1990s in China. And actually, people from that ministry are here this weekend. Uh, David Liang spoke yesterday, and uh, some of the Chinese ladies that are involved in that are here for some of the other con- conferences. But uh, the story of Evergreen is very, very moving. And then Tammy Fisk. Um, she was a, a lady doctor who was in uh, southwest China for many years until the, she died from uh, cancer, unfortunately. The book I told you about, David Stevens, Beyond Medicine, uh, that's available. tells you all the other things uh, you need to know or may need to know before you become a medical missionary. And as I said, this is all on the bibliography that you'll be getting. So. Um, and then ask a missionary, John McVeigh. He's very in, he's very invested in the uh, mentoring program, and he may poke his head in in a few minutes. I'll introduce you if he stops by, because he's the one that'll actually be doing some of the mentoring for you. Uh, and this is this is the book he wrote, Ask a Missionary, just a couple years old. And then this is what the website looks like, Ask a Missionary. If you want information about people groups, you're wondering where in the world you're going to go. You want to research uh, people groups, the joshuaproject.net is an excellent place to go. And then up, uh, I, don't know, I don't know that this is the home page, but I think on the home page they tell you how many people groups there are in the world, how many are reached, how many are unreached, and then there are levels of unreached. And you can learn a tremendous amount from a couple of uh, clicks. And then you probably know about Operation World. Okay. Well, we're moving uh, towards the um, the back lap here, the finish lap. Okay. I want to read uh, to you some of what um, my people have, have young people have written to me in my e-mail mentoring, my e-mentoring mode. And here's a young lady that. Um, has asked me, uh, first of all, can you please pray for me? I keep praying for discernment on choosing the right specialty. Okay, so someone in medical school looking at the next steps. I think everyone, including my parents, advised me not to go into surgery. I just want to do what God wants, except that I don't know what he wants me to do. Maybe that sounds familiar. Do you agree that having a family and being a surgeon is impossible? So this is a lady asking the question. Uh, So it's a little bit different issue. Uh, Three, I was also told that surgery is not a great field for international ministry, and then she gave me three reasons. So you can see that this uh, medical student had got a lot of disinformation. So that's another role for a mentor that I haven't even mentioned, you know, uh, distilling fact from fiction. There are a lot of friends and family who are probably trying to protect her from herself and not wanting her to go on to this very crazy vision that she had uh, to get involved in medical missions. It was actually, it wasn't her mother, uh, it was um, people who helped this uh, family 
when they immigrated to the States, helped this family settle over a period of 10 years. And this is the daughter who was going to med school and asked me to sort of um, begin to mentor her. So um, now she's decided on OBGYN, and she's in her residency now, and we keep in touch maybe two or three times a year. Okay, second, um, this is someone who started writing to me when she was in medical school. And again, this, I met her mother at a missions conference on the East Coast and said, would you get in touch with Melody? Uh, what are the most important components I should consider in a medical school? Christian fellowship, cost, location, uh, match rate, meaning residency, not uh, male, female. Um, uh, the program, the name of the school. How would my potential ministry be different if I have a DO degree versus an MD degree? Good question. I was accepted at one of each type. Uh, and then she goes on finally. Oh, and debt. How should I feel without be? How should I deal with feeling burdened about taking on so much debt? How do I live frugally without becoming a miser? How do I continue to grow a generous heart while in medical school? And then what else am I forgetting in the process? So really good questions. That's really fun to be a mentor, to field these things and to help give them guidance and a little bit of confidence where they are. Um, so let's move on to the final um, stages. Uh, and I want to show you what's available. Mentoring is uh, mentioned on page 10 of your elements. And uh, that should be what you see on page 10. And as I said earlier on, we're looking for those of you who want to be mentors and those of you who want to be mentored. And we need both. And this is how it works. You go to the um, website, and uh, the upper arrow is www.medicalmissions.com backslash community backslash mentoring. And that's the page that you're on, on page 10. The arrow going down is the next place you want to go. Common topics on becoming a healthcare missionary. Okay? So you click that, and this is what you see. And all I don't think the bottom, I tried the bottom topics, and I don't think those links are set up yet. So this was the day before yesterday. Uh, but I think all the ones on the top. So um, when you hit what about agencies, that takes you to the um, Ask a Missionary website. Tremendous amount of resources. John McVeigh has already put together the kinds of questions that I just read you with missionary, medical missionaries answering those questions. By and large, medical missionaries answering those questions. So there's a lot of uh, there's a there are a lot of resources before you even talk or write to a live body. Um, so what if uh, you say what about funding? So you hit the funding button and you come over and this is questions about funding. And then you can see question topics on the right: guidance, funding, mission agencies, singles, families, missionary training, professional skills, all the things you're asking about right there on askamissionary.com website. Uh, then we go down to, now he has uh, taken the icing, and it's there on the left, and uh, a good explanation of what the mnemonic is all about. And then you go down to medicalmissions.com preparation. You hit that one, and this is, uh, so you write in, you felt, this all requires that you fill out a profile on www.medicalmissions.com. And when you fill out a profile, it'll include who you are, where you live, gender, uh, what you want to do, what part of the world you've already been in. Uh, you'll see that in just a few seconds. So if you say you live in Wichita, Kansas, or Kansas City, or Oklahoma City, it'll show you a, it'll show you a map, and it'll show you where the locus, loc the closest CMDA um, uh, student chapters are. And I think if you hit the red things, it'll tell you how to get in touch with them. I'm not sure. I didn't go that far into the, into the system. But this is what's available for you there. Oh, uh, And then, okay, this is the top part of that page. You go down a little farther. You might like, and then it's offering you uh, talks that have already been given here that you can listen to or look at either the Word document or the PowerPoint. All these resources at your fingertips. 
from all that Will Rogers and the staff uh, at um, GMHC have done. And then we go back to, okay, you want to request a mentor. You go down to the bottom of this page. You hit request a mentor, and this is the um, profile that you fill out. I'm on my dashboard. That's my little thing up there, my picture, my dashboard. And so you'll have something like that with a picture that you put up, that you would choose to put up, and that'll be your profile. Uh, so it gives you your name, and then you can write a short bio, uh, put a phone number up, and then you go down your background interest, just going down on that one web page. And uh, what are you interested in? What church do you go to? What uh, specialty are you either interested in or are you? Um, and then you share your experiences. And the color, the darkness of the green uh, depicts how long you've lived or traveled in any one area. So the darker the area, the more time you've spent there. So I've got the United States and Thailand. They're my places I've lived in the longest. And then other places I've visited and how much time I've spent there. That's the profile of you. Uh, this is asking for a mentor, but it's a similar profile that you set up if you're offering to be a mentor. Okay? Now, to become a mentor. Very similar. And then mentoring questions. And then, ah, here's the master of mentoring, John McVeigh. So, we're into what you've done. Well, and I did it based on what you did. So, we're, we're partners, brother. Yes, we are partners indeed. Um, and the reason for this, it's not wanting to get too personal with you, but we want the mentoring to be as close as can be uh, gender-specific, not across the board. You can tell I'm, I'm e-mentoring I'm e some young uh, lady medical students and residents, but by and large uh, trying for gender specificity, uh, either ge geographical closeness of where you are in the States or you know that you want to go to India, we'll try to match you with someone who's a medical missionary in India, if possible. That's not always possible. And uh, John has told me that uh, there are not nearly enough mentors to go around. And so we're looking for mentors. And we're also hoping not just for every mentor being a current or past medical missionary, but maybe some mentors only need to be four or five years older a mentor who's in his final year of residency or fellowship who's interested in medical missions, who's been through the ropes of medical school and can help someone who's a freshman, sophomore in, medical, uh, in college looking to go to medical school and can answer a lot of questions. So these would be possibilities. John, um, so, okay, that's um, just about it for me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what... So John's the uh, administrator of this website. He's the one behind the scenes. He sees the names coming in of who wants to be mentored. See the, the names coming in of those who are offering to mentor. Um, give us a sense of the backlog, how many, how many matches you've already made, and that kind of thing. Did you get to read any of those testimonies? I did. Uh, not yours. Oh. I, I didn't read the ones that you sent me. I read some of mine. my mentor already and it's gone very well. Uh, my mentor is a missionary overseas and connected over Skype. He's been very gracious to share his time and experiences with me. I've had a great conversation with my mentor already and we plan on sending him an extended email sometime this month. To have this resource at my disposal is a value that I can't express. And so it's really cool when it works. Any of you guys ever watched baseball? Have we already talked about baseball? Nah. No. You're from Colorado. Uh, um, but, we don't, know, we don't talk about baseball this year. I grew up in Kansas City. Okay. <laughs> a good year but, you know, if somebody goes to bat in baseball and they hit one-third of the time, it's really good, right? This e-mentoring is kind of like baseball. It works about a third of the time. And, and so I, I read you the four testimonies, you know, these guys got on, you know, on base or, you know, got a few home runs, okay? Uh, but I want to just ask, did anyone try this last year here? Okay. So none of you struck out, but none of you hit a home <laughs> run either. Okay. So I was just trying to, I was wanting to ask if there was any feedback you might have from, uh, from last year. 
Um, have you taken any questions about this yet? One, but uh, we're open for questions now. Ah, questions about everything, right? Everything, so, yeah. Well, we'll maybe start with the mentoring mission. It's medicalmissionsmentoring.com. We'll start with mine, and then I'll give it to you. You use the term healthcare missionary, and I think many people have different definitions. What's your operational definition of a healthcare missionary? For the missions mentoring, it's whatever. I don't have a different uh, uh, operational definition. I'm trying to do some matching. A little bit like eHarmony, okay? <laughs> so, you know, whoever considers them a healthcare missionary and is willing to mentor, fill out the profile and say, uh, there's a little spot, you know, apply to be a mentor. So you, you define it however you want. And if you're interested in being mentored by a healthcare missionary, fill it out, and I'll try to do the matches. So I'm not trying to be too restrictive. If you came to this conference... Go on and apply, and I'll, uh, I'll read what you write, I'll pray about it, and I'll see if I can give a match. I can't guarantee a match, okay? And that's one of the struggles here, so it seeks to find a match if possible. Yes? Uh, definitely inter interested in being mentored, but if I'm just a second-year medical student, is there, would there be value for me also putting on as mentoring for like someone who's applying to medical school? Let me check here. Okay, anybody here who's a pre-med who would love to talk to a second-year med student, maybe? Okay, I can t I don't. Do we have any pre-meds here? Not a whole lot of pre-meds. They, they all had to sleep. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I, I traveled with 20 pre-meds 11 hours in the car yesterday. Okay, it was more than one car. But we, we switched out. And they are desperate to get to talk to somebody. You know, like if you've, if you've gone on any short-term mission trips, a lot of them, hey, I'm interested in mission, but I've never even gone on a short-term missions trip. You know, I'm interested in going to med school. It would be wonderful. On the little section here, you could say, hey, I want a, I want a mentor. I'm a, I want to receive a mentor. I'm a second-year med student. But, hey, I also would be willing to mentor somebody. So you can check that. That would be wonderful. Those are some of the people I have a harder time finding a match for is the undergrad. So it would be wonderful if you could check that off. Okay, you ready for the really hard questions? It's back to Neil now. Okay. Thank Neil, you, John. I'll stay there. About how many matches have you done? I think we've done about 20 matches. And uh, I got a couple of more applications yesterday, and so it's, it's working right now. And so I'll yeah. be praying over those in the next month. And there, and there are lots of reasons why the matches don't work. I mean, people are at different stages of life. You come to a conference here, you're excited, and then life happens and you're busy. And we understand that every match we try to make doesn't take off. But um, the, the main point of this session is you have all these resources at your fingertips with the possibility of a real live, you know, body, blood still circulating, who can give you some one-on-one uh, -on -one live input and maybe actually get to meet at some point. Uh, yeah. Other questions? Yes. Well, if you, if you were to get matched with a mentor who is in uh, China, Vietnam, one of the high secure air areas, you would need to learn how to write to a person like that. And so you'd need to be very humble in a learning mode to learn how they write. And you use a community or group for church, and you use Father instead of God. And, you know, they would have ways of referring uh, to local events and, and things. And they, you wouldn't call them. Uh, you wouldn't call them a missionary. Uh, you don't use the word church. There's, there'd be a learning curve for you uh, in a situation like that. So you need to be willing to learn that. That's a very good question. Thank they, you. They will teach you that. They may have a friend in North America that says, "I've got my friend that's going to email you this one page of synonyms," and so they, they'll teach you that. Now, the only person that sees that is me or the people behind the scenes here at the conference. Uh, so you're, you're safe. I don't know Facebook here. Let me see a show of hands. How many of you, as you understand yourself right now, wants to get on the website and, and uh, request a mentor? Wonderful. 30? Wow. 
You need to ask another question. How many of you? How many of you are going to mentor all these potential mentorees? How many of you would like to go into the website and become a mentor? Great. Okay. Love to have you. I can sleep now. Yeah. (laughs) But you see, there's still going to be a gap. And uh, and so be patient. And uh, if it hasn't worked, then try again. If not, send him a dozen emails over a period of two days (laughs) and see if the squeaky wheel works. There you go. Thank you, Neil. Okay. Thank you, John. You held up a sign. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. I mean, I have a whole hour? You don't really want me to go another ten minutes, do you? Back to Ralph Winter. Ralph's challenge is how can we change the one in 100? What if it only went up to 5%? Only 5% of young people who have this vision of serving in medical missions, healthcare missions. That would be five-time improvement, 500% improvement. What a blessing that would be for the kingdom. And so we're hoping that uh, we're not trying to manipulate, we're not trying to push anybody. We want to have resources made available that can help you on your journey to following Jesus and serving him where he wants you to be. And we pray that that will, um, we pray that that would um, really really happen. We want to enable you to follow your dream, to follow your vision, and to see you part of the strategic uh, missions enterprise, medical missions enterprise around the world. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for um, your being here, for your being in our midst. We thank you that um, you are our God, that we are blessed when you are our strength. And we pray that you would guide us on your journey. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I guess we have time for one or two more questions, and then we'll call it quits. Got all the answers. Wow, good. God bless you. <laughs>